This morning, we're uh, into, um, this is our fourth, I guess, message on the love of God. And um, <clears throat> I have, I've shared with you several things um, as we've been in this series that this year, what I'm teaching and what I'm ministering to you has to do with what we said this year is representing. And, it, and, and this year and the vision for this year has been the, the two words, perfect and complete. Complete and perfect. That we, according to James chapter 1 and verse 4, that we be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's what God desires for His church. That's the way He created us. And there are things that we need to know and understand to help empower us to live in that place of perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I've shared with you that the truths on the love of God or the love that God is. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8 says that God is love. It says if, if, you're not, if you're not loving then in the area that you're not loving, you don't know God. So in other words, if you're living your life and certain actions in your life do not demonstrate the love of God, it's because you don't understand who God is in that way and in that area. And, and so God wants it developed, right? So if, we, if, we're, if we're realizing there's some things that need to be changed in us, some things that need to be altered, some things that need to be tweaked in our life, some attitudes that need to change. Well, the only way to truly change and remain changed is to develop and have a greater understanding of who God is in your life. And we sh I shared with you last week, and I want to touch a little bit more on it this week, that you know, it's one thing to know that, okay, I'm not walking in love and I'll do the best that I can versus like what I was talking about with water baptism, that you can be dunked in a tank somewhere and come up out of it not changed at all, or you can be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost in the power of the Lord Jesus and come up out of that water in the newness of life. I'm declaring today that... To walk in the love of God in this life with other people, you have to truly understand how God has loved you. You truly have to understand that God has loved you and how has he loved you. Because what, the more I understand how much that God has loved me in spite of me, in spite of things about me, God loves me and has loved me. And when I understand that, then I have the compassion and the patience and the wherewithal to love other people. To realize that other people that are ugly or have attitude or things in their life, that they have attitude and things in their life because they don't know God in that area of their life. Or they would be walking in the characteristics of the love of God. Where a person isn't loving, it's because they don't know God the way they need to know God. That's just plain and simple. That's what 1 John 4 says. So if that's the case, 
then I need to live my life, be spending my life developing on a regular basis a relationship with love himself. And when that relationship is developing, then there's not issues with walking in love with other people. There just isn't. I didn't say that there's not challenges, but you'll overcome those because of your relationship and the strength that you have with God. So today, I want to just review a a, a number of scriptures that we've already looked at and a statement that I've had. Um, I shared with you a quote that I'd heard from someone else, and it goes like this, how a person treats me is a reflection of whoever that person is that's treating me that way. How I respond is a reflection of me. So if someone treats me a certain way that's not a love action and they treat me that way, that's a reflection of them and their life. That has nothing to do with me. No matter what I've done, how a person responds to another person has everything to do with them and what's going on in them. But how I respond to what someone else does to me is a reflection of me. And there's, there's a lot to that statement. You know, if, if, a, if a person is unkind to you, if a person is directly unkind to you, that's a reflection of them. That's something going on in them. That There's something working in them that is not right if they're unkind. Because love is what? Kind. If, per, if somebody is very impatient and ugly and rude and has attitude toward you, there's something going on on the inside of them. But if my response to their ugliness is ugly, well, there's something going on inside of me the same way. It may not be the exact thing that's working in them, but something's happening in me. And what we want to do is we want to live our lives blaming other people for how they treat us. When God says, no, I want you to go deep and find out things about you. I want you to, ref- I want you to focus on your response no matter what anybody else does. No matter what anybody does. And that's not an easy thing to do. That's why you're here today, to hear something like this. You want to live your life perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And that's not just in the monetary world. That's in every way. Then you have to understand God who is love. That's what you have to understand. That's what has to be developing in your life day to day to day to day. And the more you hear things like what I'm sharing with you today that has to do with the love of God, the more you hear things like this, you will be challenged because there is a devil. Some people think that he's a myth. Well, he's still an effective myth. (laughs) But he's out there and he's tormenting people and he's after people and he's trying to to discourage people and trying to get people to not believe what I'm telling you today is the absolute truth. Because sometimes it seems impossible for me to live my life not moved by what other people do. 
But as the Waymaker song goes, and I've been saying this just here lately a lot to a number of different people, I'm telling you today that God has made a way for you even when it seems like there's no way because that's what he is. He's the way maker. I'm going to say it again. God is making a way for you in many different areas of your life, especially in the areas where it seems like there's no way. God is making a way because that's his nature to make the way. In other words, actually, because of what he did through Jesus Christ, he's already made the way. Now he's helping us to learn to find that way. But everything in God is already done. Everything in God is already done. Heaven is not this, heaven and, and what's happening in heaven is not this um, stressed out, you know, working, you know, this, this, this organization that is trying to figure out and fix all of the problems on planet earth. In heaven, they're resting. In heaven, the authority is, sit, is seated. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He is sitting and resting. He's in play. He, he ever lives to make intercession for us. What is he praying for us about? That we can tap into that rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Enter into the, the rest of the Lord. Learn from me. Learn how I operate. But heaven is not stressed out. And God wants us to not be either because heaven is this finished work. And heaven lives inside of us and God wants that finished work to evolve from the inside of us. So, number of verses, that, just two or three that we've already read. And I just want to kind of focus on where I'm hitting it today. He said, a new commandment, uh, John 13 and verse 34. He said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one for another. But, but what is he saying? And this is what I'm, the point I'm driving home. That we love one another as he has loved us. That's the key. I'm telling you today, you can't hear this enough. You have to know that there is a love that only comes from God that affects you in a way that you act and react to people the way God would. You treat other people the way that God would treat them. He said, this is a new commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. Very difficult many times for people to believe that God has not only loved them, but forgiven them and empowered them to do all that they need to do in life. Has empowered them and qualified them not disqualified us, but qualified us through what Jesus did in his love for us at the cross has empowered us in spite of our mistakes. But the more I know how much he loved me, the more I want to live in that place of the love of God 
and operate in the strength that love has. Loving somebody, being kind to somebody is not a weakness. Choosing not to be rude and responding in a rude way when someone's rude to you is not a weakness. It's a strength, it's a power that will affect you in other ways in your life and in other relationships. That's why God's shown me over the years, he said, you know, I, I mean, spend time on these good relationships and they're important, but on, on some of these others, don't, don't ignore them, the ones that are difficult, because that's where you learn to love the people that even love you in a, even in a greater way. Sometimes you can take for granted the people that love you the most. But when, you're, when you learn to love people that are unlovely, then you're, it'll affect the other relationships so that you're loving the way God loves all the time. That's what I want to be. I want to be a forever lover. How about you? John 15 and verse 9. He said, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another. How? As I have loved you. Not loving one another the best that we can. No, love one another, in other words, duplicate the love action the exact way that he's loved me so i got to figure out how he's loved me john three sixteen says god so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life god so loved the world that he gave god so loved that he gave i'll say it again god so loved that he gave that's how you have to learn to love. God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he gave the best of heaven. And then Jesus said right there at the first part of that verse that now he's learned to love us the way the Father loved him. So what we have to do is now God so loved that he gave, Jesus so loved that he gave himself, even when he didn't want to, even when he had a different plan, Father, not my will, but yours be done, even when he had a different plan, he chose to love us. Hebrews 12 says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured difficult times. He endured difficult times attitudes and thoughts don't tell me that the devil didn't i mean wear his mind out telling him that we weren't worth it thank god he didn't give in thank god he made the ultimate choice to submit to the will of the father thank god he didn't give up amen well with that kind of love is the way that i have to learn to love other people All through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, all through the Bible, you see the redemptive work of God in operation. All through the Bible. All through. 
Not just, not just the story of what Jesus did, but you see Jesus in Genesis, you see Jesus all through the Old Testament, and all from, from Matthew to Revelation, you see him in the New Testament. You see the redemptive work of God. God so loved that he gave. As the love of God begins to be begins to arise and become more clear on the inside of me, then I'm able to love other people. That's how we love the way he loved us. When, when, I, when I begin to see through the promises of God everything that he has already done, he's already made a way. If you're struggling financially today, I'm telling you, he's already made a way, even when it seems like there's no way he's already made a way. And the more I understand how he's already made a way. Some of you may be struggling financially, but you've made some bad financial choices. Have you ever thought that your bad financial choices have disqualified you from ever seeing a turnaround financially? You don't even have to answer that. I promise you, you felt that way. People in the world have made you feel like that. But you know what's so amazing about God is he'll give you wisdom and understanding how to not just get free of something, but to stay out of it. How to make the right choices. See, that's what the, he's already prepared the way. And man, he, God sent us the helper to help us do everything that we need to do, but he can help us daily in loving other people. But he's here to help us to understand daily how much he loves us put your hand on yourself and say God loves me today right now amen I'm telling you God loves you today old things are passed away and everything is brand new right now right now I'm loved by God because I'm loved by God and God loves me I can love and I don't have to, in my mind, consider all the other stuff that the enemy get me to consider about somebody. No, I can love you no matter what. He laid his life down for me. I can lay my life down for other people. God so loved that he gave. I so love that I give. Life doesn't have to be about me. That's been a strong revelation in my life that life isn't about Burt Wimberly. His joy that endured the cross must become my joy to overcome everything in life. He endured the cross because he saw me. And enduring the cross empowered me to be able to come, overcome anything and everything that I face day to day. Same with you. He's empowered us. Can you say amen to it? So in light of that, I want to read this prayer in Ephesians 3. <clears throat> and, and even a little bit before the prayer, I'm going to start in verse 8. We're going to read from verse 8 to verse 20. And I want to just point out a couple of things today. don't have a lot of time to do it, but I want you to look at a couple of real key things in this passage of Scripture. Verse 8 of Ephesians 3. To me, 
who am less, and this is, this is the Apostle Paul talking about himself, to me who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through, him in, uh, through faith in him. Now I want you to see <clears throat> something that a lot of other scriptures touch, a lot of other passages, especially in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. A lot is touched in, this, in, in these few verses that we read, verse 8 through 13. And he said that the mystery that's been hidden from the ages, Colossians 1 says that that mystery is Christ in you, the hope of the world. The mystery hidden from the ages is now that the God of heaven lives inside of mankind when mankind accepts Jesus in that second birth experience. The mystery hidden from the ages is it's Christ in me and then, and then to the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness, in other words, the forces of the enemy, the devil himself, that try to convince mankind that they're not defeated, yet they are defeated because Jesus, it says that the Son of God was manifested to destroy all the works of the enemy. But now they come lying to us in our thought life, telling us that things are a certain way. They come to you constantly lying to you about what other people say about you or think and get you to think stuff about other people that is not true. It works overtime. And he said the mystery hidden from the ages is it's Christ in me, Jesus becoming real on the inside of me, me learning how much he loved me and empowered me to overcome every obstacle in life. God so loved that he gave, I'm learning to understand that love that he loved me with, so I can give my life and lay my life down as a ransom for many. That's the lifestyle. And this prayer, notice, he said everything about the mystery hidden from the ages, about that mystery and the anointing in and on the inside of people to be able to battle the lies of the enemy for the purpose of this prayer that he prayed for the church at Ephesus. He said, therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit, where? Where? Inside of me, 
that Christ may dwell in my heart, your heart, through what? Faith, that you being rooted and grounded in what? That you being rooted and grounded in love, which is God. That you being rooted and grounded in God, but that you being rooted and grounded in love. When, when, you, when you read what love is in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient and it's kind and it's not arrogant and it's not rude. It's not thinking of itself. It doesn't take into account a wrong suffer. It doesn't meditate on this, that, and the other. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. How often does love fail? Never. And he said being rooted and grounded in love that we may be able to comprehend with who? With everybody. But with all the saints, with, the, with those who are born again, with brothers and sisters in Christ because that's where it matters. See, if, see, the world will know that God is real when we get along. When we get along, then other people want to come in because, wow, those people actually get along. But being rooted and grounded in love, that we're able to comprehend with one another, with all the things. What is the what? What's the width? The length? The depth? The height? To know the love of, the love of Christ that passes your knowledge. And that's where the trouble is. God's not telling you to love other people the best way you can or the best way you can figure it out because you can't figure it out. You won't do it. I'm going to say it again. God's not telling you to love people the best way you can. Your natural mind cannot fathom and understand how to love people. How do we love when we understand how much he loved us. When I know how much he's loved us, he's loved me, then I can love other people. And you know what? When I, the more I've understood that, now I realize there's no excuse. No matter what anybody else says. No matter what anybody else feels. No matter the offenses that someone else may have. It doesn't matter. I don't have any excuse. My, if I'm responding based on someone else's actions then I don't know God. Okay, so if you don't know God in that area, get to know him, right? We don't have to like, oh my gosh, I don't know God. He's not freaked out about it. <laughs> no reason for you to be either. Just make the change. Well, how do I do that? Learn to give. Well, what does that mean? You've got to work that out. So, if I'll just take, you know, like say somebody close to me, like a family member of mine, like an extended family member, maybe a sibling or something. And a sibling does something, and uh, they say something to me, and, and, and I choose, you know, I'm hearing what they're saying, and my mind is kind of set off. They have an attitude toward me. They're saying something that I don't like what I'm hearing them say. You know, it's kind of frustrating me or whatever. I can hear all these voices and stuff and, you know, they this and they that and they think this and they're doing this and you watch it. And then, I mean, you know, you can take a thought like that 
And you can run with that thing. And I mean, by the end of the day, I mean, they could be Hitler themselves. And they've plotted against your whole life to destroy everything about you when all they did was just say something because they were maybe upset. So when I go past my understanding and choose to cast those thoughts down and give them no place, then it does something in me. I'm I'm going beyond my understanding when my understanding's trying to tell me it's all this, but I'm going past my understanding and learning to tap into what God will reveal to me. See, the, the benefit of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me is he's the spirit of all truth. And he'll tell me the truth about everything, and that's what needs to be developed. That's how you learn how to love other people because you're totally 100 and, and, and a million times over dependent on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit won't lie to you. Well, they're just after you. Holy Spirit won't say that. Well, they're just this. No, he, he's not going to say that. Holy Spirit will tell you what the truth of that situation is and help you to overcome. Listen, if doing this was easy, everybody would do it. And there'd be some way to make money at it. Right? This is not easy. Don't think for a second that I'm preaching this to you and teaching and ministering this because I've got all this down. I've come a long way. But I'm getting better every day. Why? Because of the time that I spend meditating on how much God loves me. That's the key. That is the answer to walking in love with other people. Knowing how much God loves me. Because I go beyond my understanding, as it says right here in the, in the passage. And he said... <clears throat> That you're able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. To know the love of Christ which, which passes your knowledge. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. God so loved that he gave. Jesus so loved and the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And he made the decision to follow the Father's will and not his own. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now back that up. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge does what? It fills you with the fullness of God. It fills you with the good stuff. Hmm? Not regular. High octane. Regular kind of makes the car putt a little bit. I don't want to be filled up with just regular stuff. I want to be filled up with high octane. Filled with the, with what? The fullness of God, which is what? Which is love. So, so, so look, look at that. To know the love of Christ, which passes your knowledge, fills you up with that love. Whew. Fills me to the fullest to the fullness of the love of, that God is because I'm not allowing my natural mind to dictate the way things are. I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to me what the real truth is. 
And, I, and I'll just tell you this. We can, we can play around like these are just stories and that really at the end of the day you're really not going to know what God thinks or we can get serious about developing it. I'm serious about it. All the rest of my days are spent knowing God, knowing the love of God, knowing how to walk in love, but knowing how much he loved me. Everybody say, that's first. The scripture we read last week, he said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I told you, actually, there's three commandments there. And the key to loving God and your neighbor is learning from God how much he loves you so that you can love your neighbor the way Jesus would love your neighbor. Well, you know, when I get time. Well, if they do things right. Well, you know, well, you know, that, that well, you know. That's that Texas slang for I ain't doing it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they, well, well, well. Come on, you, I, well, you know. Well, they, we, we, we. No, no, we, we just got to know him. And, 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 and truthfully, everything in your life, all, all the commandments, there's more than 600 commandments in the Bible, there's not 10. But those are all fulfilled in what Jesus did. So in other, in other words, all the commandments... Old Testament commandments have been fulfilled. They're not done away with, they're fulfilled. So you murder somebody today, that commandment is alive and well. You don't murder. There's a lot of things also, but when you understand the love of God, who are you going to murder when you're walking in love? Huh? You're busy stopping murders. So see, there's no law that I can't go murder. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I got to get out of here because I got to go take somebody out. You know, I mean, I'm not thinking that. Not even for a second. But you know why people do that? Not because I'm better than they are. Or I was born different and they had lived over here. Or they did this or their different color skin or something. I mean, none of that. There's only two races of people on the planet, saved and unsaved. And unsaved are getting saved. That's the way we look at it, right? No, people that do things like that, they don't have love. They don't understand how they're loved. There was a prison ministry that was here a number of years ago, and we were behind it. There was a big deal at the stadium. I remember Bill Glass. He was he had a he had a deal go on here, and I spent some time with him and and. Uh, he was telling me that, you know, he, he did a lot of ministry in, in death row cells with people. And he said, I've never met a person on death row that had a solid relationship with his father. Never. The one thing that they're all void of is a relationship with their father. And so you can break that down into if there's no relationship with the Father, then there's no love. There's no love and understanding of the Father. You know, some of them got saved in prison and made changes and all that. I'm saying it's, they're, they're not bad people. 
They weren't because they weren't, they were all created by God and God never created anybody bad. Did you hear what I'm saying? They just had the lack of love. So anything that you're doing where you're not, you, you may, you're not murdering somebody necessarily, but you could be with your mouth doing all kinds, your actions doing things, but it's because, it's not because you're bad, it's just because of the lack of love. But first and foremost, i got to know how much he loves me. I am accepted like I am. I'm accepted. And I'm telling you, you have to fight for that. Because the devil will do everything to convince you that you're no good and you're disqualified because of things that you've done in your life. Paul said, one thing I do. Wow, Paul, there's got to be more than one. No, one thing. Forgetting what's behind. I press toward the mark. What's the mark? Love. The mark is God, which is love. And I'm pressing toward the mark that, I mean, Paul said, if anybody deserves to be wiped out, it's me. I killed Christians. I did these things. I was no good. He said, I've realized everything else is but dung that I may know him, that I may know love, that I may know how much that he loves me. Can you say amen? And he said, he said at the end of this, that we be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able, him, to do exceeding abundantly above all that you or I can ask or think. And to catch this, I said everything today for you to catch this. I'm going to read that verse again. That to him who is able, he's able. Is he willing? Absolutely. To him who is able and willing to do exceeding, exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think According to how convinced I am that God loves me. He's able, he's willing. But if you don't know how much he loves you, then you're not going to cooperate with him on this planet. And I'm telling you, he needs your cooperation more than you have any clue. I'm going to say it again. He needs your cooperation in this love walk. Then you have any clue, but you'll never do it if you don't understand how much he loves you. Now, to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the measure of me understanding how much he loves me. Thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus today. To understand that truth right there will cause the world to come into the kingdom of God. 
Um, you, you, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like there's this big, wide division between people in the church that like this guy or don't like this guy. And you know, it really doesn't matter. The guy's getting results. But Kanye West is getting some results in the kingdom of God. If you don't know who he is, look him up. But I'm telling you, the guy is getting results. I mean, in America, thousands of people have given their hearts to the Lord in his, in his concert slash preaching stuff that he's doing and all that, you know? I mean, it's not conventional, you know? And if all you're about is conventional, you won't, you won't like it. But you can't deny the results. And the thing that I see about him, the thing just watching him, you know, uh, you know, he's, eh, he's so arrogant, eh, whatever. That's just his, he, he, he's renewing him. He's renewing his mind. And the, f- the fact that a lot of the church is loving the guy, it's helping him. So whatever, whatever it appears to be or whatever. But there's one thing that that guy knows. He knows that God loves him. I mean, it's just all over him. He knows that God loves him. And I'm telling you, he's producing the goods. Thousands of people in America are getting born again. There's no, ta- there's no time like the present, folks. Christ in you. Christ in him. Christ in every human being is the hope of the world. We're seeing it at astronomical levels around the planet. No matter what the world says. It may look like in some places or times or whatever that it's not. No, I'm telling you, the world is getting saved. The world is getting born again and empowered. That's what we have to live this way.